great sponsor in Sports Lounge. Candace has been there. It's amazing. Numerous times. Numerous yeah, I times. love watching games there. Lots of TVs, great food, great service. James likes the uh, chicken sandwich. They took it off the menu. What? Oh, James, Wait, I'm what? Sorry. Yeah. I was really sad. My brother, my brother worked there. And he told me that they were taking it off the menu. And I told him to tell the manager, be like, don't do that. I said, put the chicken sandwich back on the menu. Well, maybe I'll bring it back and call it NSYNC. Yeah. Oh, the NSYNC sandwich. Hey, it's Magic Melanie with First Northern Bank. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastropub. Just go to the contest page on SheridanMedia.com and click on the Pro Football Pick'em banner. Moss Holders wants you to enjoy your mornings again. So through this Saturday, all mattresses are on sale. Once you've found your favorite Beautyrest or Serta mattress, take advantage of special bonus buys and receive extra savings on all sheet sets, brand new pillows, and all adjustable foundations. With 19 mattresses to choose from, you're sure to find the one that fits you best. In stock or special order, Moss Holders has the options to help improve your sleep and make your mornings more enjoyable. That's Moss Holders Mattress Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Sheridan Media's digital director, Julie Chadwick, has been named one of the top 20 digital directors in the country by Radio Inc. Magazine. But what does that mean for our advertisers? It means we have a digital division that's one of the best in the country right here in Sheridan. If you're looking to expand your digital budget or ready to make a change, let's talk about moving the needle with your marketing. Absolutely. Our plans are designed for small or large companies tailored to your goals and objectives. We can do short-term, long-term, even event marketing and we can pivot if we aren't seeing the results the best approach is always multimedia but let's see what fits your budget we're not about numbers we're about results your success is our priority give us an opportunity to show you how we've become one of the top 20 in the country call shared media let's chat about how we can tailor a marketing strategy that includes digital and helps you reach your business goals email sales at sharedmedia.com or call 672-7421 This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Welcome to Public Pulse. With me this morning is Sheridan City Councilman, Greg Lumen and Public Works Director Hans Mercer. Good morning, gentlemen, and welcome back to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Floyd. How have things been going on down at the city? I'll start with you, Councilman. It's been, you know, day to day, a lot of projects going on in town. Um, we're keeping the sanity. Yeah. <laughs> Doing your best anyway, right? Yeah. And just uh, trying to work together on things and get the effect the the feel of the town and keeping that environment. So yeah, it's been good. Hans, how's, uh, how's things over in the projects wing? The projects Floyd are very busy. The engineering department and public works were tracking well over 85 projects that we're in charge of managing that in, um, doesn't include subdivisions and our uh, uh, development type stuff. So we're rocking and rolling, keeping just barely above water but we we want to do really well for those developers and and get that stuff approved promptly for them. Man, eighty five. Yeah, that's a lot of projects. Happening. Yeah, 
that's from small to large. You know, we're going to talk about Kendrick Pool in a little bit, all the way down to, say, fire line extensions to certain properties. Oftentimes, they have to put in a fire hydrant to be able to subdivide a lot. So those are just all things we have to manage, and they all take time. In fact, you would think the bigger projects take more time, but it's actually the small projects take a lot of time. Really? Yeah. It's, so, like putting in a hydrant, I, I could imagine that that would take a lot of time. There's certain specs that have to be met uh, across the board on that. And in some cases, you've got to extend an entire water line, right? That's correct. Yeah, they oftentimes they have to extend infrastructure to get those hydrants within so many feet of a new building in order to subdivide a lot. So there's a lot of background agreements, specs, meetings. Uh, you have pre-construction meetings. Just uh, our guys... They're very busy, but they do enjoy it, and they would prefer to be busy than not busy. So they're happy. Now, 85, is that, if you were to come in here and say an average number of projects going on in the city at any given time, is 85 average? Or is that high? I say it's very high. That's yeah. very high. Yeah, okay. we, we have, it's a lot going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's almost as if we can kind of take advantage of this weather, though. Uh, it's it's a little crazy outside. Uh, is that why we've got so many projects? You're just like, you know what? We can do it now. Let's get it done. Or are these things, would they be going on even if there was a lot of snow on the ground? They, they'd be going on generally. These, um, most of them have began the the design phases from last summer. So we have a big spreadsheet, we track them, and they're just kind of ongoing. As one drops off, we just keep adding more. Yeah. So, and then, of course, it takes years to, like, design the pool project. Uh, so that's on our queue for quite a while until that's done, and those projects take up a lot of time as well. Now, uh, Councilman Lumen, how long, how long have you been in the area? Oh, uh, since 94. And so quite a while. Do you remember, yeah. to your memory, weather like this in the middle of February? Well, I guess we're still at the beginning, but mm -hmm. even at the beginning of February, being this warm and this dry outside? No. I. The other thing, I, I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. And Me too. We were just talking about either it's going to be a major storm coming up and we'll just have a long, long spring or we're going to end up having a fire season and oh. it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting summer. You know, uh, as, as a firefighter, uh, I was going to ask you, is there some trepidation looking at that fire season this year? Because, I mean, we had such a great year last year. So, so much growth during that long, beautiful spring that we had. But even then, I was worried about fire season last year, which never yeah. came, thank God. But it really makes me a little nervous for this coming summer. What yeah, about you? Yeah, we had that, you know, the vegetation really grew last summer, and so that's there. But it's just uh, looking at the fire season, especially, well, for the city guys, they tend to only get involved when their structures, you know. Right. But the county, I mean, they're going to get taxed. Um, the forest services, you know, they've been cut, and so they're going to be taxed, and their crews are down. So it... Hopefully, we do get some spring snow, yeah. and it, it wets things up, and we have those nice rains like we had last summer. Yeah, that would they be great. They came at opportune times, and but if not, I know the guys are all looking at it and looking at the forecasts yeah. uh, for what they're predicting for the summer for fire season. I'm with you on that. I really hope that it stays uh, 
stays mild but wet. Yes. Uh, you know, I know we've got those spring snowstorms coming up. We've always got that uh, early fall snowstorm, and then usually that spring at the end there where it just kind of hammers us for a couple days. But it makes everything nice and wet at the beginning of spring and continues on through. If we have a dry summer, I think we're going to have a tough fire season. I think that'll be the the ultimate determining factor. Yep. Now, uh Speaking of a winter like this, uh, a big hit to so many in the community, many events of the Wyo Winter Rodeo, uh, which was scheduled to begin tomorrow, have been canceled due to the lack of snow. Uh, Councilman, what has been canceled? So basically the skiing, the ski jorn part of it is is you know, obviously no snow. Yeah. It came up on me fast, too. It was like, yeah. oh yeah, it's oh the events next weekend. How are we gonna do that? Yeah, right? yeah exactly. And it's like, <laughs> so, but then I'm going by Main Street and I see the tents and stuff going up, you know, I, uh, behind the Katy Building and everything. And I'm like, oh yeah, we had other events that are associated with it. So, but uh, as far as I'm aware, that's really the ski Joran that's been canceled. Yeah, the ski jorn, anything snow related is canceled. Uh, they, there's quite a few concerts going on. They have the uh, winter wild jam at the Katy parking lot. There's several other concerts at some of the brew pubs. All the hockey's still on. So it's very important that the community still supports these events. We start planning. Um, in fact, I was at the lake in October and I thought, my gosh, ski joins coming up. We're going to have a meeting pretty soon. And we put a ton of preparation into this stuff. And like the, the big time concerts and stuff, you can't just back out of. So, right. so those are going to continue. And um, we do want to let the community know we did everything we could to try to keep that snow on the track to make it a, a successful event. But the sun just got the best of us. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the, it's, it's tough to fight against Mother Nature. Isn't yeah. It? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I had heard that uh, you had taken part in scajoring in the past. What, That's true. What was your role? Yeah, well, I ended up competing as a skier. I've competed in Sundance and Butte, Montana. And I tell you, um, I don't know why I did it. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> Greg was yeah. going to make his debut here this Saturday, but unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, right. he's got to put that yeah. off. But you, uh, yeah, you grab a rope behind a horse who's bucking and, and shuffling around, and they take off full speed, and you hang on. And uh, it, it's very, very fun. And, you know, the danger portion, you can let go at any time. You kind of have to judge that. So, uh, but it's a blast. You're doing anywhere from 30 to 38 miles per hour, running through the gates, the jumps. Uh, It's quite exhilarating. And it's, is it one of those situations? I've, I've done some crazy stuff in the past where you think, you know, I think I have plenty of time. To, to get this done, but then all of a sudden, ring, ring, like it's just in your face. Uh, is it is it kind of like that where it's you think you've got time to get to the next of uh, the next gate or the next ring, but boy, it's right on top of you. Correct. Yeah, I would say probably like any athlete, you go into slow motion. It goes that fast where your mind is processing that stuff. Three gates ahead, 
and your body's just going through motions already processed in your head. And that's yeah. what I imagine most most athletes would go through. So would you be willing to try it next year, Floyd? Oh, uh, I'm getting too old, my friend. I, I pick up my dog too fast. We'll my go back slow. Hurts. <laughs> we'll go slow. It'll be a big event for shared media. It'll be fun. I, I, would, I would have to get some training in. But, uh, you know, that does sound pretty dang fun. We had some uh, a rancher up the road from where I grew up, and he had six kids. And he th- would take an old elk hide and tie a rope on it and then tie that to the back of the pickup truck. And those kids would grab a hold of that elk hide, and you put it fur down. Mm-hmm. And, man, it's better than any sled. It's Oh, <laughs> yeah. it was great. That was yeah. so fun to Good do. Time. Going around those corners and off into the bar ditch you'd go. <laughs> yep. Coming back up onto the road, you'd hit that jump. There's no cushion. <laughs> and, right. I mean, you come out of a pretty bruise, but I loved doing that kind of stuff. And you never know. I might get a wild hair, Hans. I, I'll I might. talk you into it. Boy, as radical as I ever got was holding on to a cow's tail. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> we could you know, we could incorporate that into the event. If yeah, you that would be cool. There you go. I think that should yeah. be a new event. Just see who can yeah. hang on the longest. See yeah. where we end up. Now, uh, the Kendrick Pool, uh, Kendrick Park Pool Cap Tax Project. This is what uh, you were touching on a little bit beforehand. How many years has this been in the works? Kendrick Park Pool Project has been in the works for roughly three, three and a half years. It started with the identification of the Parks and Rec Master Plan, which is a 2019 document identifying the community's interest in maintaining the outdoor pool and renovating it. So at that point, once we got that survey back and the document was adopted by council, it was like, okay, this is an important project. We're listening to the community, and we need to move forward on it. So this, essentially, this is asked for by the community itself. We want you to put some work into the pool. That's correct. Yeah, it it means a lot to everybody. It's, you know, we have our shorter summers. They want to be able to get outside and enjoy an outdoor pool and an amenity uh, and, and actually, some folks come travel from out of town to see it. So it's important for the community to maintain. And council's taken the initiative to uh, approve the budgets for it. And we have a design. In fact, the bid opening is tomorrow. It's very exciting. And we should see some construction this summer. What exactly is going to take place? Well, they'll they'll use the actual same shell of the pool, most of it. But they're going to shorten it up a hair. They're going to add a zero entry um, and actually, by moving the water slides to a different location, they won't have to gate that portion off. So the pool's going to feel larger. They'll put new gutters in, all new piping, pumps, um, uh, a complete bathhouse renovation. So the water slides will be moved over to the northeast corner of the property. We're actually going to uh, build some retaining walls in there and push that um, elk and elk pasture back just a little bit, create a larger footprint for a, a wading pool. We have some terrace seating for lawn chairs. Uh, it, it's going to be a really nice place to hang out. Oh, it sounds like it's going to be a much larger area uh, to kind of lounge as well as the pool, right? That's correct. We have quite a bit of lounge area. There is a, a splash pad as an alternate bid. Okay. So the way we set it up, we have a base bid and then we have several alternates. So we can kind of pick and choose what we can afford to fit the budget to see that it's a successful project. At that point, if we cannot afford everything, let's say this 
uh, the splash pad may be an alternate for future, and we may not award that, in which case we're going to have a larger area for tables, chairs, umbrellas, lounge chairs, and, and stuff like that. I was going to say, it, it, from the design and everything, it looks like as a parent coming to watch your kid, yeah, it's going to be much more friendly for you. Yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. And that's, that's what I was, I kept noticing that, and I think that's a great part of this. And, you know, I, I really hope that uh, once we get everything done that we can go with that alternate and have that splash pad. Um, you know, I used to take uh, my kid to the, to the pool area, and whenever they had a splash pad, that's where they go. Yeah. Right. There. I mean, it's so fun for kids to run around and squirt each other with those things. And a lot of them are really fun designs. It's basically a, a, a like a water park. It, you know, goes oh, yeah. from being a pool yep. to a little water park. And I think uh, I think that would be fantastic for the community. All right. I got to take a quick commercial break and we're going to have more with the city of Sheridan right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM Sheridan. wondered what makes First Federal Bank and Trust unique? We're a mutual bank, which means our focus is on you. Unlike other banks, we don't pay shareholders. We pay our community. At First Federal Bank and Trust, your financial interests drive our decisions. Bank with us and experience the mutual bank difference, where the power of community fuels your financial success. First Federal Bank and Trust is Sheridan's only mutual bank. Member FDIC. Hey, this is Colton Bates with the Bates team at Best. Sheridan is a place I've lived most of my life, and the truth is I love living here, and I know many share that feeling. With that, the world of real estate provides challenges that make living in Sheridan not so straightforward. Our goal at Best this year is to provide a sense of confidence and optimism to both buyers and sellers. We plan to do this by building a personal plan to fit those wants and needs, prioritizing communication, and gaining trust as that's what's most important. If you know someone who's ready for a change but unsure where to begin, call us at 675-BEST or visit bestwy.net for the best real estate experience. Proudly brokered by EXP. Okay, remember your mom saying, don't make that face or it'll freeze that way. Well, if you ignored her and now you're stuck with that face, the Health Nut can help. Yep, the Health Nut has healthy choices of lotions for your skin and essential oils and diffusers and sea salt lamps to soothe your nerves after walking around with that froze face. Remember, say that again and I'll wash your mouth out with soap. The Health Nut has natural soaps, too. The Health Nut, dedicated to getting you healthy and keeping you that way. Located in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Ladies, you know that one thing you've been dying to try but don't know how to get started? Well, I'm here to help. This is Candace Crane, General Manager at Sheridan Honda and Power Sports, and I'd like to invite you to check out my podcast, I Want to Do That, Women Helping Women Explore the Outdoors. This episode, we're talking about skiing, and Sheridan's own Patty Toby shares how she got started skiing as an adult and what beginners can do to feel confident on that first run down the mountain. I Want to Do That is sponsored by Skidoo and will be available wherever you get your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. With me this morning is Sheridan City Councilman Greg Lumen and Public Works Director Hans Mercer. In the first part of the program, we talked about the strange weather outside and how that has impacted the Wyo Winter Rodeo. Now, not all events are canceled, so keep an eye open 
for what's going on around town this weekend. There's still a lot of great concerts out there. The city is still going to be very much alive. Now, if you missed all that and would like to hear it, we will have that show uploaded on SheridanMedia.com later today. Now, the city opened its own art gala on January 15th. Uh, Councilman Lumen, can you remind us about what this is? All right. So it was a collaboration. Collaboration? Collaboration. Uh, Collaboration between uh, city committee, arts committee with SAGE, and they wanted to bring some beautification to the city hall. So what they did was design the different floors to be part of the community's art. So the downstairs on the first floor is a history cabinet, basically. Um, they did a really good job. Jennifer Reiser did a really good job of investigating some of the different areas and history for books. You oh, can cool. look through and see the fire department and utilities, and it, it's really interesting to look at and read. The second floor, um, Jill Benson from Sage helped put in a bunch of artwork from local artists and artists from the area um, that is for sale. And but it it's so you can go take a look at it. And then the third floor is featuring Hans Mercer's. Uh, his wing, which I voted for as a top piece. <laughs> Good. Awesome. I did. I, yeah. Um, and so the third floor is actually employees' artwork. Oh, fantastic. Um, pictures. Um, his is that wood wing. I, I look at it as a wing. Yeah, yeah that's I, correct. It's a wing. Yeah. It's a driftwood wing. I actually found it at the bottom of the Tongue River when I was standing in the middle of the river. I, uh, my, stubbed my toe on it. I pulled it up it, and it, I, the end of it looked like a wing kind of in flight. So I drug this piece of driftwood home. Uh, I dried it out for about two years, trimmed it up, mounted it to the wall. And it is a beautiful piece. Thank mm-hmm. you, Greg. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Hans. Well, part of the story, I ended up getting Giardia from the river. Oh, the same day. no. Oh, oh, that's terrible. So that's when I, every time I see that, that reminds me of that. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. You guys, oh, I mean, it, it, is it the engineer mind? Is it the, the, the engineer mind that leads you down towards like a, an art aspect? Because, and I don't want to get off on, on too much of a tangent yeah. here, but creatively, engineers are creative. You guys are problem solvers. You see an issue and you have to develop creative and sometimes very artistic ways to get around it. Uh, would you say that that uh, kind of inspires you to go off and just do art projects? Do you do a lot? It, you know, I don't do a lot, but I do see a visions and potentials in a lot of items mm-hmm. or, or whatever projects. So I've kind of made like my garage a, a piece of artwork in itself. There's a lot of uh, graffiti on the walls, some really custom cabinetry, Stuff like that. And I thought, well, this wing's going to look fantastic in there itself. So I just saw the vision and I followed through with it. That's amazing. Yeah. That is fantastic. My father's one of those individuals who, who likes to make his own everything. Everything. <laughs> and he works in hydraulics. I mean, he used to help rebuild all the, the equipment for the farmers back where we grew up. He's an amazing welder. And in the Navy... When uh, it, during Vietnam, 
they knew that they would be out there at the sea, at sea for a long time. So what they do is they take these farm kids, and it was kind of an initial program where they said, you know, during World War II, these farm kids, they were the ones who could fix anything mm-hmm. because they're so used to having limited resources that they could take an object and make it do something else and fix a problem. So they, he joined this unit called the B-Boys, and that is what they did. They would hand you a box of junk and then give you a problem and say, what can you do with this box of junk that is available on the ship so that you can get it fixed without having to, to meet up with a carrier group? Well, that's amazing. And, and my dad still does that stuff all the time. He never throws anything away because everything has a use. Yeah. And it's just amazing how the human mind can do that. You know, and, and you taking that, that engineer training and saying, you know what? I can, I can do that exact same thing. Creative people like that, I'm telling you. Yeah, and everybody has a different way to show their creativity. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Yeah. Is, what would you say was your outlet, Councilman? Uh, I like taking pictures. Really? I, I take pictures, and then I'm um, just basically getting out in nature and, and looking for those things in nature. I, I enjoy just looking for nuances and landscapes and trees that look in you know unique and i like that side of things but it's funny because you brought in that farmer i mean i grew up on a farm too and that farm ranch background um i remember on facebook here recently i said why do you hire why would you hire a farm boy or a ranch kid and it's because of that background yeah that absolutely they, they've been accustomed to it was kind of interesting they can get that job done no matter what is available, yeah. you know, if, if I got to use some hay line to get this finished, I'll do it. <laughs> but the job gets done. Uh, and, you know, and to know that you're a photographer, that's amazing. Maybe one day we'll see some of your photos up at City Hall. Huh? Oh, actually, I have. There's uh, You've got some up, up there. there. Yeah. That is yeah, good. I'm not I'm technically an employee, but they wanted some more work, so I threw some in. Oh, that is great. I'm going to have to go up to City Hall and take a look at all these. I got to see this wing and I got to find your photos. So three floors of art, uh, all pretty much from the city. These are going to rotate, right? That's correct. It's going to be on a quarterly rotation. So at the beginning of April, you're going to start to see the scenes change and um, new art go up. So make sure you come back every quarter at your leisure and check out every floor. Uh, It's actually really fun to see people just walking through the halls looking at the artwork. It makes it feel, you know, it's more of an art gallery. We did a big city hall renovation, so we have everything cleaned up, new painted walls, but we definitely needed something to dress them up, so this was just the answer we were looking for. That's fantastic. It's really brightened that place up. Does it feel more alive, Councilman? Yeah, I think it is. It really adds. It, It brings a personal aspect to the city hall. And then the other thing is, is, I mean, it's continuing to go because I know we just approved some money to change the elevator, which is so important for individuals at the um, in City Hall. So it's continuing to go. It's been a process for years, and it's just, just creating an environment that's more appealing and welcoming. Yeah, yeah, to the public yes. uh, who, you know, it's our building. So that's great to hear. And, and to be able to kind of go into City Hall... And uh, see some folks just enjoying City Hall. I mean, how often do you hear that? Oh, I enjoy being in City Hall. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really. You know, it, uh, usually they're on business. But to know that someone can go up there and just enjoy being in their own City Hall, 
to be there is is fantastic. Now, speaking of the public, downtown public restrooms, I didn't know about the public restroom situation mm-hmm. before uh, I got the information that I did uh, yesterday from Jennifer that gone. They've gone the way of the dodo. Can you explain what's going on? Yeah. We, uh, of course, want to thank Bighorn Design Studios for allowing the public to use their restrooms in the old Woolworth building, the southeast corner of Maine and Grinnell. For so many years, it was a very uh, a nice offering of them. We were under contract, and they're, the new owners are renovating the building. They're doing some really cool stuff with it. And they, there wasn't an option to continue the use of those. We're looking at other options downtown to replace restrooms. We have some pretty good ideas. Um, but if the public knows of any particular spaces or nooks and crannies downtown where we could put a restroom, we would love to hear about it. And in the meantime, we're going to move full force ahead to get those replaced. It's an important thing to have with all of our downtown events, Farmer's Market and Third Thursday and all that. So... We're aware of it, and we we will definitely find a solution. Okay. Well, all of that, uh, Councilman, was there discussion, uh, and and I know it it might not be exactly up to the council, but the moving of the museum at the Bighorns, uh, heading to its new downtown location, the Woolworth Building, Mm -hmm. um, did the council talk about that at all, even just uh, conversationally? Well, to be honest with you, I'm on the museum board. Oh, you are? Yeah, okay. I'm the vice president. So <laughs> it's like um, it was kept fairly quiet. We didn't really tell a lot of people about the possible move, um, but we were very excited about the move. We yeah. uh, think it's going to be much a much better environment to be down there with um, the rest of the community. And, this, and everyone knows that that downtown is unique, and it's something that we need to maintain. And the museum is just going to fit so much better downtown where it's it's uh, available to the public as well as visitors um, from here. It, it's just, we're really excited about it. You know, there's, when you talk to people, where are they going? They're going to the Mint. They're going to King's, you know. They're going to these places downtown. So we're going to be right in the middle of it, yeah. you know. And we're really Really excited to be going down there. I think it's going to be a fantastic move. I've talked to uh, Danielle uh, about this move a couple different times. She's excited about mm-hmm. it. She's done her homework. Uh, because <clears throat> up here by the freeway, I thought, you couldn't ask for a better spot. you know. Well, if we're not getting a lot of travelers, though, we're not getting that foot traffic through the museum. Mm-hmm. And so finding that other location downtown where that foot traffic is consistent and, unfortunately... Our downtown is actually kind of starting to become part of history. People want to walk around a beautiful downtown. And so being there and incorporating all of that history with the history of even just having a downtown is perfect, I think. That's my opinion. And Danny's the one to take us there with her background and her experience. Uh, We couldn't be sitting in a better position right now, and she's going to— take our museum and really uh, make it a focus of the community and um, working well with other organizations too. the other uh, historical 
landmarks that bring people in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that cooperation between all of those entities because we're all trying to promote the, the town and the community and the county and the history. So and, and playing off of that, the city's got a project with uh, you can go downtown with your cell phone and you can scan these little things. Uh, and, and would you describe what those things look like, Hans? Yeah, <clears throat> they're about a six-inch diameter anodized aluminum gold disc. They're inlaid in the concrete, and there's a QR code on them. Uh, you can scan any one of them. It brings you to a an app that has a bunch of historical artwork, uh, old photographs from downtown that you can kind of pair up to see how the buildings have changed. It's really cool. It was rolled out, uh, I think, later last fall. So we really want the community to come down this summer and explore it, especially since a lot of the construction fencing is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. It'll be more usable and be able to kind of see across the street and, and look at how all those changes have occurred over the time. What a fascinating uh, program. You yeah. know? And, and then once we get the museum, uh, we get all those renovations done because that's going to be one of the, the long parts of this. And then all the items uh you know, uh, input within the computer so we know what we're dealing with. We get all that set up. We're going to have a great little uh, history visit to Sheridan. If someone wants to come in and learn everything, you can walk downtown, go to the museum, and then go to each building, scan that QR code, and learn all about the history of Sheridan. I think that's absolutely amazing. Yep. All right, on that, i got to take another quick commercial break. We will have more with the city of Sheridan. Right after this, this is Public Pulse Sun 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared. A new year means new adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank and Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank and Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is the captain with Captain Clean. Have your dryer vents been cleaned recently? As a leading cause of home fires, Captain Clean recommends dryer vent cleaning every six months. Our specialized equipment allows us to reach every inch of your dryer vent to ensure peace of mind. Call Captain Clean today at 672-0726 and sign up for our fire protection plan where we pre-schedule the dryer vent cleanings for you so you never forget. Call Captain Clean, affordable choices for healthy living. Wake up and smell the coffee lovers. McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo and Gillette are bringing back the McCafe menu magic. Delightful espresso drinks and coffees. Whether you crave the warmth of a hot cappuccino or caramel cappuccino, mochas, lattes, iced coffees and more, you can order your McCafe coffee right from the McDonald's app using mobile order and pay for a quick pickup. Your mornings just got a whole lot better with McDonald's McCafe because, hey, good day start with a great cup of coffee it's back god bless the usa where our right to bear arms shall not be infringed upon sky blue shows presents the billings gun show at the metro pavilion february 9th through the 11th the show runs friday from 2 to 7 saturday 9 to 5 and sunday 9 to 2 guns ammo knives optics tactical gear apparel and more you can buy sell or trade your way through a bunch of vendors and this can't miss show bring the family to the billings gun show at metro pavilion february 9th through 11th 
Great news. The oil change special at Midas has gone over so well, it's been extended through the end of February. Buy one oil change, get a second one free to use by March. A perfect deal to share with a family member. With the oil change, Midas gives your car a thorough inspection to identify any problems. If you need further repairs, you can save 50 bucks off a purchase of 400 or more with a new Midas credit card application plus six months, 0% interest. Keeping you safely on the road while saving you money. Midas Tire and Auto and Shared. We've got sweet deals on InsuredMedia.com and our online auction. Tons of dining and entertainment. We've got gift cards so you can buy things for home. Yard equipment. How about a gas oven? Gift cards from our retail stores on Main Street. Dog grooming certificates. The auction's on through February 15th. So you can browse, bid, browse some more. Check it all out. Sweet deals. Online auction. On now, sharetomedia.com. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with Sheridan City Councilman Greg Lumen and Public Works Director Hans Mercer. Now, there are a few upcoming city-observed holiday closures, and we want to make sure that you've got those on your schedule. Uh, Councilman, what's going on? Uh, we do have President's Day coming up on May uh, on February 19th, so um, we will be closed, although I just saw that we are still going to do the council meeting that night. That's correct. We're going to still hold the meeting. You know, business is business. Yes, it is. By God. So, keep so they're going to the open right? the doors at 630 and we're going in. So, um, but just know that, you know, collection, waste collection, those sorts of things, the landfill may be closed. So you're going to have to check and make sure. I mean, I can go verbatim off of here, but, um, you know, it's a collection day. If it's your collection day, it may move another day mm-hmm. forward. So... Um, and then if you wanted to get passport, um, appointments, park reservations, that sort of thing, you need to call ahead and just make sure that you schedule it with, uh, the customer service. Uh, on that, uh, I know I'm going to go off, uh, a, a little bit here. We introduced the Everbridge app to help people with the alternate plowing. Um, big plan going forward, something that we all needed to know. And then we get no snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was uh, a little frustrating. We were very excited to use the app. We did a lodge of ed- education and and then no nothing. snow. And then nothing. Yeah. No practice. No, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> so, But uh, have you heard, and I'll start with you, Councilman, have you heard anything from uh, the public regarding, hey, I don't want to, use an app or, or anything like that. Has it been primarily positive? Yeah, it has actually. I haven't heard really a negative comment. Um, That's it's great mostly been, how do you use it? You know, what's it going to be used for? Um, how do I go ahead and access it? And it's, it's been a big, I mean, I have to say that it's been promoted. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it and I don't know how many council meetings and the, employees of the city have been really trying to guide people to use it and um, download it and make sure that everybody gets on it. it. It's one of those things that the more people that are on it, the more useful it'll be. Yeah. And it, if, and correct me if I'm wrong, it could be used for more than just, 
hey, we're going to plow this side of the street. I mean, if we needed to get an emergency message out to individuals within a certain section of the city, this app is capable of doing that. Yes, it is. So that's really important as well. Yes, that it's expandable. Yeah. It's got a lot of potential. How are, uh, how's everyone doing up at the, the streets department, Hans? <laughs> a, a little... Yeah. Are they excited or kind of upset that they didn't really get to go to work this year well, for that? Uh, we have a lot of new crew members, and I think they have a little cabin fever right now. <laughs> yeah. So we're trying to, you know, we're coming up with some stuff to do. It is so unusual to go from one extreme to the next. It's a good learning process. We kind of have to adjust and have some procedures in place to when, when this does occur, we have plans to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I... I that's a great point because this gives us an extra almost year for everyone to, okay, get the app, we'll figure out how to use it, and then we'll yep. go forward. Because it's not like winter's going away. We're just having a light one this year. This is going to happen all over again. Yeah, right. and I'm, I'm confident we're going to get some snow. So they've had some good light snows to practice on, plowing, picking up, uh, but... I'm sure it's not over. Like we were no. talking about before, that other shoe is going to drop. Oh, I, just, yeah. I can oh, yeah. feel it. Yes, I'm waiting. Oh, it will. It will. <laughs> we're going to walk outside one day, and we're going to feel that little pinch on the skin. And we're yes. going to go, there it is. It's on yeah. its way. Now, uh, is the city preparing the budget? Uh, it's it's getting to be about that time, Councilman. Yeah, starting to ramp up for the budget season, which means, you know, it's the, the G-Pet time as well. So... We'll be looking at those organizations that we're going to provide some money for. And uh, so the mayor is going to be actually, we'll be starting the talks about this and his recommendations will be coming about on February 26th at the work session. And we did extend that a little bit out. Used to be earlier, like in February. Now we've moved it back just a little bit so that there's more time. Yeah. To take a look at it and discuss it. And then uh, the final vote will be on March 4th. So how do you like to approach the budget as as uh, someone who was within the firefighting organization for so long um, and a captain, if I if if I'm correct? Yeah. Uh, you understand how tough that can be. Do you approach it? kind of from that wing where you're looking at the sheriff's department, you're looking at the fire department, or do you like to focus on something else? I, you know, no one knows their departments better than the department head. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I learned working for the city. And it's really, it's a matter of trusting those department heads to put together a budget that works for their area. I'll be honest with you, Floyd, if I'm getting involved in the fire department's budget, or I'm getting, as a city councilman, if I'm getting involved in Hans's budget, you know, I am actually, I would say, micromanaging. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean I don't look at the whole budget and go, what can we do and what is fiscally responsible? They know what is kind of gravy possibly and what's a necessity. And you can figure that out and you can talk to them about it. I like to take care of all those issues where I have a question on something that, is in their budget. I like to go to them before the budget's approved and just answer those questions outside of the meeting so that it's not a lengthy meeting. It's more of, I can go, okay, Hans, can you explain this to me? It's understanding. And if Mm -hmm. I'm still against it, I can make a statement or if I'm for it. So I like to do that work outside. And then if I need to comment on it, I bring it to the council meeting. Yeah. 
Yeah, educate yourself yes. on just exactly what's happening. And it is a process. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It, it is. Uh, Hans, as a department head, I mean, budget is something that you know very well. The budgets on projects. And when you became the department head, the director, sitting down with this big budget, I mean, where do you even start uh, to really look through so that you can create a good presentation for the council? Floyd, I usually rely on the public servancy and level of service. We're here to uh, provide a level of service to the community. We look at what can we do to either maintain our level of service or increase it. That may be buying new equipment for the streets department, or it may be closing some gaps and creating efficiencies, but we wanna be good stewards of the taxpayer dollars with level of service in mind. As far as projects go, we have our adopted plans. We have a, a capital improvement program. We have the parks and rec plan. So we're always looking at those and, and letting those guide um, where we invest our dollars for the community. The capital improvement program, that looked at more infrastructure type stuff, roads, water, sewer, and, and there was a lot of engineering put into that. So we kind of know, hey, this water line's had a lot of leaks. We're gonna m move some funds over there, get that replaced probably including the road service on top of it. Uh, and, and But that's generally where we go with that, um, being fiscally conservative as well. Uh, what is your biggest challenge during budget season, Hans? Biggest challenge is actually through the pandemic, the costs have gone up quite a bit. So we have some projects that have been planned for quite a while, and we're trying to prop them up um, while making some cutbacks to make that efficiency and maintain a successful project. That's a good balance there, uh, and, and it's probably the trickiest part we have right now. Councilman, if you were to say this is my biggest challenge during budget session, what would you say that was? Informing myself is one of the biggest ones, is getting the information so I can make an educated decision. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it when you look at all the different departments within the city and uh, they're operating and the other challenge is to satisfy those questions that the public has about the budget and the process mm -hmm. and kind of trying to mesh that in so that you're getting the public's answer questions answered and making informed decisions as well so it's it's a you can you can pour time into this yeah. beyond what you even believe you can. Yeah. It will suck every bit of time you have, then you give it. Yeah. So you've got to use that time wisely and really um, know your sources of good information. Yeah. And, and as you said, just go to the department heads. I mean, who yeah. else is going to know their departments better? Exactly. They know their areas so well beyond what I could even, you know, the fire department. Yeah, I know the fire department, but, you know, I learned a lot coming on city council that I didn't know about the other departments. I knew the people, but I really didn't know their job, Yeah, what they were doing on a day-to-day -day basis. The day-to-day -day battles <laughs> that we all kind of go through, right? Exactly. Uh, now, when it comes to actually presenting to city council, when do the department heads plan on doing that? Is there a presentation that you have to make, Hans, sit down and almost, for lack of a better term, justify your spending? Yes, there's a a presentation will be I believe they'll they'll start in May, 
because the budget's got to be adopted the uh, second meeting in uh, June, I believe, before the fiscal year begins. So we put a ton of effort into that, uh, and it's a very long meeting. Each department stands up, and we have to go through each divisional budget, talk about our increases, decreases, kind of what we've done there. So it's very time-consuming, but it is a very important part of our jobs. And it's springtime, so that's kind of what we start thinking about is Mm -hmm. budget. Now, would you say that equipment is probably your biggest expenditure outside of staff and taking care of city employees? Yeah. Fleet is always uh, a very important part of the budget. We want to maintain good equipment. For a while there, we didn't have the investment into some of those equipment. Um, and we would end up with a, an old Volvo snowplow or something that you can't get parts for any longer. Oh, so wow. yeah. we had to recognize that when those start dropping off, how it affects our level of service. Um, but in the past few years, we've made very good investments into some of that equipment. So this year, we're going to kind of step back and only budget the necessities, kind of um, tighten up our belts a little bit uh, and we're, as we're watching those tax dollars come in. Okay. Now, GPET, uh, we're going to touch on that as we go <laughs> forward. What, Where are we at currently in the GPET timeline? All right, so right now what we've received is the the applications for the funds have come in. So that's it's on a spreadsheet of what they're asking for, what their organization is, a little narrative of, you know, what they're about, and then uh, kind of what they were given last year possibly or if it's a new request. So you've got all that laid out. So the council's looking at that information, and now I've got an opportunity to go out and investigate. This is the organization and what they're about. So it so I can decide whether it actually fits into the funding process or not even. So then that's where we're at now. But then, like I said, uh, February 26th, we'll get the recommendations from the mayor on what he recommends. There'll probably be some discussion. And then uh, March 4th will be the decision date. So we're kind of at the beginning, but we've gathered that information. So. And I, I, I like how you specify that now's my opportunity to go do my own investigation, your due diligence as a council member. And I really do appreciate that, getting your boots on the ground and actually looking to see, is this going where they're saying it's going? Right. Uh, <clears throat> not that we're second-guessing anybody, but uh, it's good to do your due diligence. And, uh, hey, there's sergeants in this world for a reason, going around <laughs> making sure that everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. Councilman. Hans, I want to thank you both so much for coming in here and speaking with me. It is always a pleasure to see both of you. I end up laughing so much during the show. <laughs> and it's likewise. Great. And yeah, I was excited because, you, you know, Hans, I mean, right? I'm hanging with the man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Shared it. A great show, guys. A new year.
year means new adventures. Make this year the start of your homeownership adventure with First Federal Bank & Trust. Our local team will guide you through the home loan process from start to finish. Explore our online tools 24-7 from customizable financial calculators to daily mortgage rates. Call us or stop by our home loan center to get pre-qualified or apply online today at efirstfederal.bank. At First Federal Bank & Trust, we're making home happen in Sheridan. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We've got sweet deals on at SheridanMedia.com and our online auction. Tons of dining and entertainment. We've got gift cards so you can buy things for home, yard equipment. How about a gas oven? Gift cards from our retail stores on Main Street. Dog grooming certificates. The auction's on through February 15th. So you can browse, bid, browse some more, check it all out. Sweet deals. Online auction on now. SheridanMedia.com. Christy Kinghorn of Buffalo Realty would like to talk to you about 38 Ridge Lane near Buffalo. This beautiful three-bedroom solar home in the country has breathtaking views of the Bighorns. Spacious kitchen and dining area with a formal living room and a separate office or family room. The wrought iron fenced-in yard is well landscaped. Plus, there's a small reservoir on the property. The home and 15.66 acres can be sold separate from the other 138 acres. If interested, call Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. Basketball fans, the Bronc and Lady Bronc basketball teams will be back on home court on Saturday, and Sheridan Media will bring you all the live action. The Bronx and Lady Bronx will have their second home game in a row Saturday afternoon with Sheridan welcoming in Laramie, and we'll have it live over on 1410 AM, 106.9 FM, KWIO, or you can watch it live on SheridanMedia.com with the girls tipping off first at 1130 AM and the boys to follow. It's Sheridan versus Laramie starting at 1130 AM on 1410 AM, 106.9 FM KWIO or on SheridanMedia.com. Canned Ice Ice Baby here with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports, First Northern Bank, Pro Football Pick'em. Here's what happened in a KROE studio this week. I want to thank our great weekly sponsor, Warehouse Gastropub, for being our great sponsor in Sports Lounge. Candace has been there. It's amazing. Numerous times. Numerous yeah, I times. love watching games there. Lots of TVs, great food, great service. James likes the uh, chicken sandwich. They took it off the menu. What? what? Oh, James, Wait, what? Yeah. I, got, I was really sad. My brother, my brother worked there. And he told me that they were taking it off the menu. And I told him to tell the manager, be like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it had a lot of and the and it did nothing. Back on the menu. <laughs> I said, put the chicken sandwich back on the menu. <laughs> well, maybe they'll bring it back and call it NSYNC. Yeah. Oh, the oh, NSYNC sandwich. Yes. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's Magic Melanie with First Northern Bank. Play along with us every week for a chance to win a prize. This week, it's a $100 gift card to the Warehouse Gastropub. Just go to the contest page on Sheridan media.com and click on the pro football pick banner join me for rich on tech every saturday on news talk 930 and 103